1: Rock and roll union podcast. My name is CT McManus. And for the next two hours or so, it's my job to take your mind off the craziness of the world out there, get it refocused in on some good old-fashioned fac- rock and roll. Welcome to Moon Day. Welcome to episode 152. And welcome to the rock and roll union podcast, guys. Thank you so much for being here. We have a fantastic show for you this evening. We're going to be joined by a group out of kentucky this evening man their uh their name is mojo thunder phenomenal band it is my goal and i want you guys to really feel that in order to get the best rock and roll found anywhere rock and roll you may have heard most of the time it's rock and roll you may not have heard and Mojo Thunder really fits that category, and I'm telling you, you're gonna be excited and happy to find out who they are. And then at the top of the seven o'clock hour, we have a really good friend of mine, Danny Danzi, will be calling in. His new album, Tribulations, just dropped. Really, really excited to talk to him. Get all the details from the new album and all that as well. Uh, guys. Also wanted to touch base and say a shout out to our sponsor, that is Rosenfeld Dental Associates, found at 1010 Inman Avenue in Edison, New Jersey. They are 10 minutes from Metro Park. You can find them online at www.rosentfeldentalassociates.com or www.njsmile.com. Once again, that's www.njsmile.com Come rock your smile with the rock doc Voted the one of the top dentists of 2020 Discounts apply for rock and roll union members Make sure to tell them the CT sent you Guys, so we have so much going on this evening We're going to, uh, we're going to keep the music rolling, man Here's something we haven't heard in a little while This is Ryder Is rock and roll dead? <laughs>
2: Kitty coming up next.
0: It is a total package. Lex you your listeners of the VOC Nation. Don't miss out.
3: Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With CT McManus, The Lovely D, and new co host Psycho Steve Preston, you're sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for.
4: Check out In The Room.
3: Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in.
4: Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stroh Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm.
3: And you and know, Ray are there,
1: too,
5: right, Ray? We
1: sure are, and we've got great guests, like Lex Luger, AJ
4: Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus,
3: I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, yeah, uh, so I nothing get pregnant either
0: on vocnation.com or listen to the podcast by searching voc nation radio network on your favorite podcast app
4: each and every thursday night check it out wcw star stro maestro takes you on a journey it's wcw retro talking old school match of the week talking dream matches Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation
5: Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steig of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, you're getting getting nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
1: Album still yet untitled But that's Hella Ride man. Uh, That's off the live album That they put out
5: uh, Probably
1: right before the summer I want to say Hoping all you guys Are ready to see Rat Rod They'll be playing for us October 22nd That's just a couple short weeks away At the Rusty Nail in Armore PA For our Autism Weekend kickoff It'll be them the debut of later skater stone temple pilots tribute lounge fly and zenora guys you get four bands just for the price of 10 bucks and that 10 bucks goes to a good cause, so you can't beat it so uh really looking forward to talking to our next guests they are from kentucky really excited to see what they got going on man jamming band I've, I've found them online, uh, started talking to the band a little while ago. Really think that they got what it takes to take it up into that next at stratosphere, guys. Here is Jack's Axe by the band Mojo Thunder. <laughs> Thunder with Jack's axe man that is live from the electric church it is my pleasure right now to bring to you guys the band Mojo Thunder you guys with us
6: yeah man how's it going
1: good man good dude I gotta say when I came across your music I was so excited you guys are
6: phenomenal oh right on man well thank you very much
1: uh Unfortunately, there wasn't, you know, I tried doing a little research on the band and there's not a whole lot of backstory, uh, either on the Facebook page or on the website. Um, and we got, I believe another one of your bandmates in with us now.
3: What's up? Uh,
1: Hey man, how are you?
3: Doing well. How about you, brother? Good, man. So if
1: you guys could do me a favor and just kind of introduce yourselves, what you do in the band and, uh, how long Mojo Thunder's been rocking?
6: Uh sure man. Bryson, yeah, I'm Bryson I play man. guitar. Yeah, all right. uh yeah, I'm Bryson. I play guitar. And uh I think the band's been around for about three and a half years now. Yeah, and I'm
3: Sean Sullivan and I uh I'm the, the singer and I play uh rhythm guitar for the band. I
1: I gotta tell you guys from from me who I I'm a hardcore Black Crows fan and what you guys lay down well, reminds me of that kind of style. Um I I hear some faces in your music. I hear some Black Crows type stuff, Allman Brothers. Is that kind of like where you guys come from?
6: Uh, yeah, man, yeah, like we're we're Big Stones fans. Uh, I'm aii am probably the biggest Crows fan of the band. Um, so I, I, but you know, like the faces, humble pie, like that. That's still, that whole era of rock and roll is a pretty home base for me, man. And no, uh, I
3: think you know, I mean, oh, go, go ahead, man. go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I dig all those bands as well, and I, you know, it's just, I, I'm, I, I kind of come from like a more blues kind of influence and background to it than uh than rock and roll, but I mean but it's all right up there with like Bryson, you know, like Bryson said, the Stones and kind of the crows kind of vibe of how we how we write and try to focus on like songs and chords and those kind of things.
1: Man, and I got to ask like how did how did you guys all get started? Who was first in this group? And how did you guys evolve?
6: Um, I mean, we have a you know a pretty you know generic as far as the backstory goes, but we're all dudes that uh, met through like you know different like uh, like online platforms like you know Facebook or Craigslist or anything like that. No, I was true. the first one to sort of get involved with that, and then but as far as the evolution of the band, man, we were uh, you know four guys that all had like similar taste in music, and uh, and we were kind of able to run with that because there's a which you know I'm not necessarily opposed to this whatsoever, but there's a lot of like you know, like newer rock bands and I, I feel like they go more of like a riff route, riff route or yeah. like you know, their songwriting styles or something. And it at least a appealed to me to try and write like kind of like write more like like structured songs rather than just doing a riff and kinda of having everyone like sort of jam around that. Is it?
1: Now the album itself came out this past May. How uh how's it been recepted and I know you guys been doing a lot of shows around that. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about how far into shows and stuff you're doing with promoting this hymns from the electric
3: church? Um, yeah, man. So the album, yeah, it came out in May. Um, and it's been pretty well received, um, throughout our region. Um, and then, um, and actually, man, we've, we've gotten a lot of, like a lot of our listens are actually across the pond over in the UK. um, so, you know, we've been playing a whole bunch, man, just trying – like around – pretty much around Kentucky and, and Tennessee right now, just with the pandemic and everything, we've kind of just wanted to stay closer to home. Gotcha. Um, and, and, you know, and, like, we – you know, all of our shows, like if you follow us on social media, you know, we post all of our set lists and, like, try to give you new flavors and new jams and new takes on the album that, like, you didn't see the last show. And so it's it's all – you know, I think after like that first couple shows after we released the Hems album, we just kind of wanted to like start like how can we mess it up and like totally give people a new experience every time they can't, they come and see us you know and but if if I would love to find a way to go over and play play across the pond, so yeah who knows when that'll be
1: It's amazing to me you know I hear it all the time is how much certain bands, especially even some of the bands that I know local to me, which is in the like the tri state area between Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York, they're they're the same way. They're they're better received overseas and it's like I feel like something's kind of missing here in the United States as far as our rock and roll is concerned. But Europe and think, South like, America you know, and other areas are really kicking ass.
3: Yeah, I think you know I think yeah, a their culture is they they're just more cultured in general I feel like than than we as Americans are they they've been doing it a a hell of a lot longer time than we have and I think they they just have a deeper respect for for people really just like playing their music you know I think it's it's different than over here Every, everything over here is very like to me it's like what's marketable what's going to get the the white suburban audience hooked and that's going to be it, you know, whereas, yeah. like, you know, in Europe and other countries, it's kind of they, they're used to art and they, they, they have rich histories of art and they have a deeper appreciation of it, you know? At least that, that's just my I think, opinion
6: uh, of it, at least. I think, like, speaking to that as well, I think it's a little easier for a European band to see, like, a little more of, like, the folklore of, you know, southern bands or, you know, people from America, because being completely removed from from our culture I think they're able to sort of like fantasize about it a little bit more and kind of the same way like we did the English bands when they first came over you know it's like you don't necessarily maybe go for something in your backyard it's not as appreciated as something that sort of has like a distance to it so I I think that's part of it as well because you know like obviously Kentucky like you know we've got like a, a rich culture here but you know, you'd be hard pressed for even a lot of people from the state to be able to explain and appreciate it to you.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you can honestly, I I don't know how well the the scene is where you guys are, but you can honestly see that here. Um, It's like a core group of followers that you end up seeing at every show. And you're, you're lucky if you're able to scrape one or two more up into the next place that you play. And it, it really feels like you got to work for every person that you guys or anybody in general just gets to come to the shows. Like shows aren't what they used to be.
6: Yeah. That's well. And you know, to, uh, to a lesser extent, we see that, um, and some of our out of town shows, but Lexington specifically, like where we're at in Kentucky has kind of, it's own like its sort of own thing going on. Like there's a, there's a lot of musicians out here and, um, I think in like as far as you know people like referencing the past as far as shows being packed like at least where we're from in our hometown that's that's still the case for us awesome. like we've been lucky to be a part of a, a scene that you know promotes uh, art in that way but and you know like a, you know there's obviously there's places we go you know it's like where you're you're playing for just a few people or much much smaller setting but the one nice thing about it is is regardless if you're you know, playing for five hundred people, a thousand, or five. It seems like the people that are coming out are like very, very quality people who en- enjoy this music and and enjoy what we're doing. So it's you know, it's a good time across the board.
1: You know, I, I got to ask you guys just because of the area that you guys come from, being Kentucky, um, and I'm sure there's a heavy, heavy uh, country music. Kind of concentration where you're at, as far as being a southern rock or having that southern harmony, that old school like R&B flavor into you. Do you guys get lumped into any of the other like country market?
6: Uh, not particularly. I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, I think you know, it's like kind of you know those those roots are there, but uh, we're kind of uh, we're kind of like the the outsiders of an in-group you know it's like where we're like we're accepted by those and we've kind of been we've been lucky to have a a different enough sound within those like small communities that we sort of like stick out wherever we go whether that be good or bad (laughs) you know so uh so yes and no but more leaning towards that
1: so we opened up this segment with uh Jack's Axe, could you tell us a little bit about that song, what went into it and kind of like the meaning behind it
3: Yeah, I mean you know, Bryson kind of came out with uh, kind of just started with the guitar kind of riff and that like opening um, you know, guitar line and and has a real real heavy ACDC influence if you could tell (laughs) Absolutely (laughs)
5: <laughs> it can definitely yeah. hurt <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah the,
3: but, uh, uh, but you uh,
6: know I, I, go ahead okay I was just going to say that's like hilariously always a thing of like by listening to Power Age by ACDC from start to finish like for hours and hours and hours on to end it was like how do I get as close to this as possible without <laughs> getting uh, in some sort of legal trouble right
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the song itself is, you know, I think it's, you know, Bryson heavily influenced the words on that one, like the lyrics of the chorus with the, you know, I think the story he told me is he was at a bar watching two guys try to get the same girl, and and that's kind of where it, like, you know, where those kind of words come from, and then I kind of took it and ran with it, and it, you know, kind of, you know, there's there's a couple of different messages in there about like little political messages about greed and 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 stuff like that and uh, you know and just trying to take more than than you really should and I don't know it just kind of came together as a, as a pretty rocking rock song really you know it's a great tune yeah and man. as far hey, as uh... go ahead sorry
6: okay I was just gonna say as far as like Sean was talking about as uh, as far as the like you know, the two guys chasing one girl in a, a bar, I always thought, you know, when you lay out a deck of cards, you have those, you have the Suicide King and the One-Eyed Jack who sort of stick out from the rest of the deck. And so I wanted to describe two Misfit characters.
1: Man, so uh, I want to ask you guys about, uh, like, your schedule coming up. What are you guys looking at? How many shows and, like, what's what's near and uh, up and coming?
6: Uh, well, in the, so right In now, the short term uh, we've got so we have like these we have four shows coming up They're like pretty like local to home Lexington, Louisville, Bowling Green uh, the three Kentucky shows and then one in Nashville where we're doing two sets one of those being an original Mojo Thunder set and then the follow up set is going to be us playing Pronounced by Leonard Skinner in its entirety from start to finish so like oh, wow. a small break and then come back and play that whole album and you know, we've kind of, like, taken some liberties with it, you know, kind of put, like, our own spin on a few things. And then as far as uh, as, far as the winter is concerned, um, I think we're just going to go back into the studio and, uh, you know, start recording again, putting down some ideas and doing that so we can kind of be prepared to go back out, like, full-time touring in the uh, spring and summer. And then, now, Dawn, if you your have anything you want to add, then I forgot.
1: With your sound and the quality of the musicianship that you guys have, have you had any uh any labels approach you yet? Have you had anybody uh approach you guys as far as management, anything like that concerned?
3: Uh man, not really. Um, you know, I think it's it's one of those we've I mean we've got good press on it so far. Um we really haven't gotten any offers or any interest from labels or bookers or managers um we also really haven't been too uh advantageous and really trying to
5: gotcha. get
3: to get with a label or anything um which you know i think is, is my you know there's some pros and cons to that but uh you know we're a very diy band and in, in general um, not to say that we're not looking for that, because we are actually entering a phase where we we are kind of pursuing those things. Um, but we just kind of, I don't know, we're very particular and very, um, we just have a very specific vision for our sound and for our band, and and we're we're really hesitant to 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 bring new people into the fold unless they really are are, are about this as passionate as we are about this whole thing. So, so, so we're looking around is the answer to that question.
5: <laughs>
1: yeah, I totally get it, man. And I mean, nowadays, I mean, you can see by artists like Dirty Honey that it was possible to not even have that label support and still get up there. And uh, my whole, my big question for you guys is what's, what's the long term? For Mojo Thunder, what's your long-term goals?
6: Uh, My long-term goals is just to do this professionally and keep doing it. I mean, that's the, yeah, I think that the goal of any band is longevity. And, uh, you know, it's like we have our our small core audience right now that uh, luckily affords us opportunities to do this. You know, they've been very, very, very supportive and uh, very, very helpful, you know, to us, especially in times like a pandemic where there was no money coming in. Yeah. You know, there was a lot, a lot of, a lot of great opportunities given to us by people who support us. So I think just growing that, uh, just growing that that audience is kind of the thing. Like I, I don't necessarily, uh, you know, personally have grandiose visions of uh, like selling out arenas or anything like that. Right. But I would be very, very happy to be self-sufficient in a way that we had a cultivated community of like-minded people that could all come and enjoy this thing together. Now, if that happens to reach those numbers. You know, I'll take it, but I would, I would rather, rather like kind of us keep our integrity and move forward in that direction rather than sort of become something we're not and get kind of a part of that cog in the like corporate machine of music. Right.
1: So my my next my next and one of my last questions for you guys is how do people go about finding Mojo Thunder? Like what are your websites or your social media, music places, that kind of thing?
3: So you can find us on I mean we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon. We're on anywhere you stream your music, we are there. You just got to look up Mojo Thunder, all one word, M O J O Thunder. And then, uh, you know, as far as our social medias, our Instagram handle is uh, Mojo Thunder Official, and we're we're pretty active on there. With we 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 post every week on there. And like I said earlier, we, you know, if you miss our shows, you see our set list and you see little recaps of, you know, pictures of what we did that weekend and all that stuff. And um, Facebook, you could just look up Mojo Thunder or our handle on there is also Mojo Thunder Official. Um, you can subscribe to us on YouTube or on there. Um, and then if you um, want to, if you're on the interwebs, like on the actual websites, it's just mojothunder.com. Awesome. And uh, the other question that I want to ask in the same regards
1: is I know I have a lot of. Uh, a lot of bar owners, venue owners, and uh, management and that kind of thing that listen to this show, if they like what they hear and they want to go as far as booking, how how do you guys get reached as far as that is concerned?
6: Uh, they can reach out to us at mojothunderofficial at com, and uh, if they want to message us on Instagram or Facebook, that's fine, too. But we would prefer uh, anyone that wants to reach out to us to use that email. That's the quickest way to get a hold of any of us.
1: Awesome. Guys, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday night to talk to us here, man. And uh, we wish nothing but the best for you. If you can, please keep us up to date on our Rock and Roll Union page and uh, let us know what you guys are up to.
6: Absolutely, man. Well, do, well thank be, you man. for uh, taking up the time to, uh, you know, give us the opportunity to speak. And, uh I you know, hope everything's going well with you and continues to Till we talk again.
1: Thanks, guys. I will be talking to you in the near future. You guys have a great rest oh, of your good. week. Thanks, man. You as well. Thanks. So, guys, that was Mojo Thunder, man. Really, really kick-ass awesome group. If you haven't heard them, uh, you're just late to the conversation or whatever the case may be, make sure you go check out Mojo Thunder. Really kick-ass band. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, before we talk to Danny Danzi, we're going to play our featured song of the week, so
2: don't go anywhere. General Adon, Hito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOCNation.
4: Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOCNation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be
1: Saturdays,
4: 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW Star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights. Nine Eastern on the VOC Nation Radio Network.
5: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This
0: is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Well, due to a lot of the the fun
1: stuff that I deal with behind the scenes, man, having some technical issues tonight, so I'm gonna be uh we're gonna be waiting to Play that featured song of the week until after our interview with Danny Danzy. We'll kind of go out with that tonight. And uh, with that being said, I just want to take this moment, guys, to speak about our partners in – sorry, guys. Bear with me. Sorry about this. Anyway, our partners with Phoenix Custom Printing. Make sure if you need to update your new merch, if you're looking to get that family outing uh, T-shirt made, looking to get those family reunion things made, reach out to Phoenix Custom Printing. You can find them guys online at 410-206-2081. Or you can reach them also by dropping them an email at phoenixcustominc at gmail.com. Once again, that's phoenixcustominc at gmail.com. Talk to my boy Ken Shepard. He will get you guys straightened out, and you'll be able to have new merch. Guys, he has T-shirts, hats, whatever you're looking for. Once again, his phone number is 4102062081. Reach out to him. Tell him the CT sent you, and you'll save 25% off your total order. And also, Brett Hunt Hunt Customs, the home of Pick Sticks and Laminates. Guys, if you're looking for event posters, custom guitar picks, drumsticks for that. Love that drummer in your life. So uh, you can reach them at 410-508-1233. Once again, it's 410-508-1233. Guys, I got to give you a little bit of a, uh apology here. I Monday nights are a really crazy time for me. I rush home from work and jump right on here uh, the second I walk in the door. So if it sounds like I'm a little out of sorts, I kind of am, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up about that as well. So, uh our next guest, man, he is a New Jersey veteran of the scene, man. He's been around, he's done it, and he's been through it. He's got he's toured Europe, he's toured many other places. His newest album, Tribulations is a 18-year trip. Through some of the things that he's been through in his life, phenomenal musicianship. We're going to go ahead and listen to Frozen in Time. This, I believe, is, well, I don't believe, I know is my favorite song on the album. But the guitar musicianship throughout the entire album just blows me away. Really looking forward to talking to Danny. So here is Frozen in Time. The new album Tribulations. That is Danny Danzi with Frozen in Time. Guys, please welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. Not for the first time, but for the first time in a really long time. Danny Danzi with me, brother.
7: Danny, with me? I'm here, man. What's happening?
0: Hey, man, dude, I got to say,
1: you know, I don't know if you were listening to the show before The Spot, but the, the, the guitar musicianship that you put into this album just completely blew me away, especially that song we were playing, Frozen in Time.
7: Unbelievable. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: And uh, just to let our listeners know, I said that this album was something that you had been working on for a really long time. Could you tell us, like, how long it had been and how long, I, I imagine some of these songs you had been sitting on for quite some time.
7: Actually, just one of them. The one you just heard, "Frozen in Time," was uh, written in 2006. I, I belonged wow. to a, a guitar website called Guitar War, and I actually wrote it about my experience, you know, being on that site. We'd have like a, a worldwide meet-up where all these guitar players from all over the world would get together and hang out. And uh, I just wrote a song about it because it was like such a cool time. And uh, when I got together with my songwriting boys. Um, you know, the DeFalco brothers, who helped me write the whole album, um, you know, we said, hey, this is a cool song, but we have to, uh, you know, um, change the words a little bit so it's not so, you know, about the guys that, you know, from Guitar War, you know, right. because it was kind of like a joke, and we had, and I had fun with it, you know what I mean? So uh, I didn't want to have fun anymore. I wanted it to be more serious, and we just, you know, came up with the whole idea of being, you know, frozen in fear. Um, but that's really the only song that that was you know was kind of being sat on. All the other ones, uh, me and uh, Joey and Guy DeFalco, um, you know, got together one night and we said, hey, let's sit down. We'll get together once a week and let's just write and see where it goes. And we can get like you know 20 songs, 25, 30 songs. We'll pick some and maybe we'll release an album. So that started in like 2010. <laughs> and uh, wow. you know, at one day a week, there's only so much you can get done, right? You know, and uh, sometimes we would miss, you know, a couple, you know, uh, weeks in a row, and you know, or even a month, you know, that kind of thing. So um, 2017 rolls around, and we finally <laughs> have the, the, all the pre-production done, you know, and uh, so it, it took us, it took us about seven, seven to eight years. But uh, you know, unfortunately for me, they got really business in a uh, really busy in a business that they own. And they were unable to play on it, so I played everything myself, which was an absolute wow. nightmare. So by the time I got done everything, it was the album was actually done in like 2019, and then you know the shopping began, you know, f- uh, seeing what kind of deals you can get with the labels and management and yeah, the attorneys, right. and it all sucked.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Now with uh, how long had it been before this album since the last album?
7: 18 years, I think, the last release. was yes. 2003, and uh, wow. the reason for that, man, to be honest, is you know uh, my my second album, Danceland, came out, and the record label went like Chapter 13, which is total liquidation, and you know, I lost my shirt on that. And you know, part of you dies when that happens. I thought I put out a really good record. We we put a lot of time, a lot of money into that. And uh, to find out on a notice board one day that the record company, you know, went bankrupt, I didn't even hear it from them, you know, so it was like total liquidation, seize their assets, the whole nine yards. So I took a bath, and I said, you know what, there are things in life that are more important than this. You know, you you put your all into something like this, and, and it breaks your heart. You know, and I, I just uh I just it just got out of it. I never stopped writing, I never stopped playing. I just wasn't ready to do the whole overseas thing again, you know, and, gotcha. and go through all that stuff, you know. So yeah, it's been two thousand three was was the last one.
1: You know, that that was the next thing I was gonna bring up is that you had a lot of success overseas as opposed to the United States. But that we were talking to the last band and they were saying the same thing that a lot of their streaming was coming from overseas. Um and you've been in this. You've been in this scene that I find myself in, um, me in the Philadelphia, New Jersey, Delaware, New York kind of scene for a long time. What do you think has changed, and what do you think is the reason that it's not as prevalent as it once was?
7: I think the whole music industry is, is you know, um, it's it's so trendy. You know, you don't yeah. know. What's going to happen, uh, you know, from day to day? I think a lot of the rock stuff is dead because, you know, listen, you got to really search for music out there for anything that's really good. I, I'm not crazy about, you know, much of the mainstream rock, you know. Um, so if you don't have, you know, like like satellite or something, you're you're in the dark or you're stuck searching on YouTube or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of great bands out there, but you know, they're not getting pushed. There's a lot of great talent that's, you know, pushed to the side. Um, yeah. but it, it's it's very trendy where in Europe um you know at least in my experience they expect you know really good players they want guys that can sing you know guys that can play guys that can write they're not they don't settle for less you know with uh, a lot of the stuff that's happening today you know and and you know with that said I don't begrudge any man that's able or woman or you know whatever they want to call themselves these days I don't begrudge anybody that can make it in today's music industry you know, it's not yeah. easy. For anyone, you know what I mean? So when you hear a band and you and you, you look at your significant other and you say, How is this making it? It's horrible. You know, I've been in that situation and, and, and it hurts me to say that. I try to find something good about every act that I hear. Right. You know, there's gotta be a reason people like them. You know. I have to just shrug it off and say, You know what? They found their niche. Why I sat here practicing guitar and vocals for 40 years, you know what I mean? I was the dumb yeah, one. They learned how to how to use the technology and and you know accelerated with what they had to do. You know where my dumb butt sitting on my end of my bed playing scales and writing songs and trying to sing in key it doesn't matter. They'll use auto tune and you know everything's done. But that's the technology. So you, you you either use it and embrace it or you finish last like guys like me that can you know actually play a little bit.
1: Right. That's right, and you know, you brought up the vocal end of it, and I want that was one of the things I wanted to touch upon with you was, uh, did you have formal vocal training? Do you do warm ups? Like your your vocals are outstanding. They they remind me of Michael Sweet a lot. That's a great and, compliment. Thank you. And you know the the crispness, and especially with, I mean. Not getting to be our age and older is like to maintain that voice. What do you do as far as uh, warm-ups or exercises or anything
5: like that?
7: I appreciate you uh, saying that. That means a lot to me, even more so than anything that I've done. The vocals are the most important, and it's the hardest thing to do. I mean, it's it's uh, treacherous. You know, I can wake up tomorrow and play guitar effortlessly, you know, and I don't mean that as I'm good or better than anybody, but I can just pick it up and play, and I always have a decent day. I can go to sing tomorrow and totally stink. You know, it's just yeah. your 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 mind and your body has to be, you know, ready for that. You know, I can't go out to a club and somebody comes over to a microphone and says, Dude, sing don't stop believing. You know, um chances are I'd probably say, nah, 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 you know. <laughs> because I got I got like, you know, work up to to be ready to to sing, believe it or not. That's just me. Right. But um as far as warming up, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I I had a little bit of vocal training. Uh, my guitar teacher who i who taught me for a few years, his wife was a vocal instructor and and she uh you know helped me out a little bit uh, but but other than that it's it 's been all me i didn 't go to her very long because i really couldn 't grasp her technique. She had this technique she was trying to uh you know make me kind of like it was almost like a simulation of taking air in from the back of your head or something. She was trying to tell me, and I just couldn't grasp that because I breathed from the front. You know? yeah, I, <laughs> but, uh, that. I think the, the biggest thing that, that's helped me, and if I played you like older recordings compared to now, I quit smoking. I'll be nine years smoke-free in March, and I think that's that was good, yeah. the biggest thing. You know, uh, It was like huge for me. My range went up. You know uh and I noticed i didn't have to warm up as long um, you just you feel better, I can breathe, I can run with my dog i can't catch him, but I can run him down. He runs out of juice before I do. I got a big Roddy, you know, and he's he's pretty fun, so I mean I couldn't do that you know smoking you're lucky you have thirty seconds of any kind of you know uh movement or or cardio you are <laughs>
5: You know, I don't miss any of that,
7: man. I I really don't. So I think that's probably what's helped me the most, you know, uh, with with the whole singing thing. But, yeah, I really worked hard on that, harder than anything, like, uh, you know, in, in my life as far as, like, the instruments and stuff that I play. But this album was really hard because I had to play drums and bass like the two guys that helped me write the songs on there, who are complete, like, mind-blowing monsters, you know, they can, they play really well, so that was a hard task for me to try to, you know, kind of cop what they did and what I couldn't cop, I did myself, you know, so, but I would say, I would say I I came maybe 85 to 90 percent of what they were doing. You know, and as a matter of fact, the one song was so good, I I couldn't play the bass. I had to bring one of my friends in from England to actually play a bass line for me because I just couldn't do it. It was one of those pop slap kind of, you know, funky songs. It's a a song called Help Me Out, you know. So, But anyway, yeah, back to your your vocal thing. Yeah, I think the smoke can help the most. uh, And uh, I I do warm-ups once in a while, but most of the time, I just wing it, say a prayer, look up at God, and say, please hook me up. (laughs) Now, are you keeping
1: to any – any kind of diet, or you like, as far as health is
7: concerned? Um, uh, it, it all depends, you know. It's I, question, biggest, Well, you know what? My my biggest problem is um Italian. So I love to eat. All right, that's the first thing. <laughs> Secondly, um, you know, with the the schedule I keep, man, I'm starving at like midnight. I'm starving, like 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 to the point where I can just go on a rampage and eat everything that's in this house, like everything. And, and it's and it's a horrible feeling because I've never been like that before. I've never had a food problem. I mean, you know, I, I always would eat when it was time to eat, but I'll eat even when it's not time to eat. <laughs> and I'll just keep going, going. You know? I know, I'm a huge eater. So, um, but recently, you know, I, I have been trying to be more careful. And uh, I actually, I'm down 10 pounds. So once you quit that's smoking – yeah, thanks. Once you once you quit smoking, you gain anywhere from six to eight pounds of water weight, and uh, your metabolism, of course, you know, slows down because the nicotine was your metabolism. You know, yeah. so um, I I do, you know, I walk regularly. Um, I was doing some pretty intense cardio, and and uh, I got sick. I don't know if I got like half a COVID or something. I don't know. I've I've never <laughs> been tested. I'm not vaxxed, but something beat up on me where I was having problems like breathing and coughing and. You know, and uh, so I, I kind of got out of my routine. But normally I'll do light, lightweight and high reps, you know. And uh, I've been trying to go to bed early, too. That's another thing that really oh, helps. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm trying not to work in the studio until 4 in the morning because that beats up on, on you. you got to get your sleep. So normally, you know, my, my girl goes to bed early. I try to go to bed when she does. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing for losing weight, too, if you get your sleep. Drink some water before you go to bed. You know, and uh, but I've been feeling great, feeling really good well, now.
1: Now, my my next question is with with the tribulations album now released. I, I know it's a crazy time that we're in right now, but do you have any plans on doing live shows off of this album?
7: Absolutely, we can't wait. As a matter of fact, we're in with the with the booking companies uh, overseas. So that, if you know something comes of this, we're gone, we're out of here, so yeah, I yeah I, the sooner the better, you know um, hey, I'll tell you, if if you, I have to get
1: huh, if you need a roadie overseas, just let me know. <laughs>
7: I'll tell you what, man. The the, the little bit I was over there, it is a blast of a time. It really is. It's something that everybody should experience. You know, it's just like you're in a different world, and people are just loving what you do. And you you know, you remember when you were sitting down writing the words, what rhymes with day and what rhymes with walk, and you know, and you see these people singing the words that you wrote. You know, and it's it's just mind blowing. I mean, there's been times where I'm so caught up in it, I'll be in a guitar solo, and I'm like. Danny, you're supposed to sing a line, man. <laughs> what is that line? And somebody will start singing it for me because they know the words, you know. Or my guitar <laughs> player Andy will start singing. He bails me out all the time, you know. So, but yeah, I I, I look forward to that. We got a a new live band that we're we're you know uh, been working really hard to to put in place in case we do go over. So, uh, and we're going to play you know some shows around here as well. We have uh, some pretty cool things that we're working on, even with covers, you know. We want to we want to kind of do a mixture of some really cool covers that, like, nobody else would ever play, you know, so you're going to come and see something very different when, when awesome. you see us, you know. Yeah, we're going to do all the songs that nobody plays, you know, I I think that's really important. We probably yeah, right. have, like, a big draw, you know, because people want to hear the same old songs over and over again. If you listen to all the bands, we're all playing the same stuff. But with yeah. us, I, yep. I don't care if we play once every two months, every three months. I want to do something, put on a concert in a club. I want to play things for you that – you know, you haven't heard. B-sides, you know, things that are that are just different that we enjoy playing, and hopefully others will enjoy them as well. And, of course, we're going to, you know, put the originals in there too. And I'm hoping uh, I'll have a decent enough draw to, to where, you know, you get meat in the seats, man. You can play anything you want.
1: Now, for our local peeps that are listening, and I, I know that you uh, – we talked about this, it feels like yesterday, but it was like two months ago. uh. You have Pat from Sick Vicki with you.
7: Yeah. Yeah, what a what a, what a cool dude, man. It's a it's a, an interesting story there. Pat and I, uh, I knew him back in the day, you know, when we played like Bonnie's and the Galaxy and stuff, but mostly from Bonnie's. And uh, always a nice guy. The guys in the band were always really nice to us. And, uh, you know, anytime Pat and I would see each other, we would say hello and, and you know, kind of just, you know, talk, small talk. But, uh, You know, like years went by, and uh, one day he added me on Facebook, and uh, I was looking for a bass player, and I would just joke around with him. You know, and he was out of the game for about 20 years, you know, and and pretty much had the same problem as me, brokenhearted with, you know, uh, it's hard to find people, especially the older you get. You know, people have families and there are careers, and, you know, they can't go out gallivanting, playing music, or maybe even going to another country. You know, it's not as easy to do that. You know, so, uh, but I, I kept on like teasing him, dropping little little things on him, and uh, you know, one day I got him over here to check out the stuff, and he absolutely loved it. You know, I was like, really? Do you think you can play this stuff? <laughs> and he says, um, you know, it's been a little while for me, but I think I can do it. And and he's delivering the goods. The guy's he's working really hard, and it was a lot for him because he's faced with different challenges. You know, Sick Vicky was a great band. Uh, but they they weren't playing as technical as some of the stuff on Tribulations. You know the earlier right, stuff, Vicky was right. was probably a little more technical, but this stuff is more technical. Um, you know I, Pat wasn't playing a five string; he's playing a five string now, and we deal with different tunings. And you know there's was, there was lots of bass going on where he has to sing and play at the same time. So it's a bit of a challenge. I mean it, it is it is for me as well. You know all of us are singing. I mean we have we have Carmen D'Amico, uh, you know that plays in the band. Satisfaction. I don't know if you've heard of them. Oh yeah. But he's a mean drummer, sings and plays drums and plays piano and and uh, I got Andy Schlostad who has you know, helped me write uh Danzyland and Summer Lost in Time. So he's been my my writing best friend for forever, you know, so it's good to have him, you know, there. He's a great guitar player. He's playing guitar and keys. So uh you know it's gonna be a it's gonna be a cool little lineup when, when we get everything together. But everybody's challenged with this, myself included. I mean at the end of the day I never thought tribulations would be something that I'd be performing live. You know, the whole uh, thing with me and the Defalco brothers is we just wanted to write and and release product. You know, I didn't right. know if anything would catch on. I didn't know if anything would anybody would even remember me. You know, but so far it's it's just been unbelievable, man. I mean, the responses. I'm doing the interviews like like just about every day with people overseas. I did Northern Ireland. I did. Um, Canada, I did U.S., I got um, Fireworks Magazine tomorrow, which is one, of you know, that's a pretty heavy hitter in Europe, which I just got a 10 out of 10 um, review from them. Yeah, I've never expected a 10 out of 10. You know, they're pretty hard giving 10 out of 10s on that. So, uh, you know, but the guy that did it actually, you know, is going to call tomorrow, so we'll do an interview. You know, I did another, um, I'm doing another interview. It's just so much. You know, and and it's a good thing, and I'm no big star, but I'm enjoying what's coming down the road right now, and you never know where it's going to take you, you know? And so I'm I'm just glad that hopefully we'll have everything in place to where we can go out there and play and put on a great show and and just, uh, you know, bring some really good music back out there, you know?
1: So I got to ask you, how do people go about finding the new album, finding any of your, like, websites, social media, that kind of thing?
7: Well, um, anything that I post on my uh, my artist page on Facebook automatically gets sent to DannyDanzy dot com, so they can check out everything there. I have all the links to you know um, where you can either buy physical CDs, digital downloads, or if you prefer to listen on YouTube, you know uh, that that's cool. You know, but the more CDs we can sell, the better off we are. <laughs> it gives you a little <laughs> bit more value. You know, I mean streams are cool, but nobody makes much money. On streams, no. unfortunately, you know it's 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 really sad. Uh, we got our guys from ASCAP that are actually trying to fight that right now to see if we, you know, our publishing companies, to see if there's a. Uh you know anything that they can do, but it's yeah. uh, it's it's just dismal, man, you know, and the other thing yeah. that I think hurts is a lot of people are listening to you know digital downloads or or they're using their phone, and they'll hook one of them gadgets up to their auxiliary into their radio and they're not even realizing it, but it's playing the music in mono it's not even in stereo anymore so yeah that's right. you're not only <laughs> yeah you're not only degrading your audio, listening through little earbuds you know or whatever you're you're now using these little things, these little contraptions that go into your auxiliary that are just killing it even further you know it's sad it really is which was the whole
1: reason I asked you originally if it was in (laughs) vinyl
7: yeah you know what I would really love that if if it were possible you know that's one thing I don't have is is anything of myself on any kind of vinyl and it's always something that I wanted You know, but the whole thing with this is you don't know what's going to happen. And the last thing you want is to have a box of albums or a box of CDs just sitting around doing nothing. And I see it happen to all my friends that are, you know, trying to do self releases. I was going to do it too. And I was so glad that, you know, this record company uh, who I've been friends with, Escape Music, for many years, you know, I I had talked to them, but they just didn't give me a deal that I, I thought was. You know, in my best interest at the time, and then we yeah. talked again, and you know, uh, the label owner heard the songs and he said, "This is really, this is really good. It's a lot, a lot different than the standard melodic rock AOR that's out there." There's a few songs on there that you know probably could have been on Danziland, but for the most right. part, I would say at least eight or nine of them have a very modern feel to them. I tried not to go full blown '80s production and stuff like that, you know, because. Unfortunately, we live in a world where everything is judged. Instead of just saying something's good or something isn't, you know, uh if you play guitar solos you're eighties. If you sing in key, you're eighties. You know, yeah. if, if you have backup vocals yeah. and your guys are town and they can sing, well, you're eighties. You know, it, it's it, there are just so many things that label you instead of, hey, this is a great song or no, I don't particularly like this you know, and, and that's the sad part of it. You know, I, I, I had a um a major record label um listen to my stuff and the guy said I love every track. He said it reminds me of like a docking or a lynch model on steroids. You know, he said, I, I absolutely loved it. He said, But I can't do anything with this. It's got like that eighties flair and we'd have to do some kind of retro thing and you know, the the suits higher up really don't want to do anything like that now. You know, I was like and and it was crushing to have the guy yeah. like every song. He said, I thought it was great. You know. So uh, it is My what it is, question. man. I am what I am. I, I I can't run from it, you know. I just do what I do, and uh, with whoever I'm writing with, and and you know, however it comes out, it comes out. If it sounds '80s, well, that's what it is. If it sounds modern, so be it. You know, we're just embracing that we're writing together, and hopefully the songs are are good and people dig them. You know.
1: Oh, they're and they're friggin' kick-ass, Danny. My last question for Thanks. you is, um, why the title "Tribulations"?
7: Well, I've been through so much stuff that I, you know, normally I'm, my life is an open book to those that are close to me. I I don't pull any punches or or hide, you know, things. Uh, but I've been through quite a lot with this album, and you know, during the course of writing it, you know, I lost both of my parents. I've had, you know, other things go down. But uh, when Joey and Guy and I got together you know, we decided that, you know, we're going to try to write these songs about our lives. And, you know, like some of the tribulations that we've had because they've had them too. You know, yeah. uh situations with bands and, and you know, things in, in your life that just go on and, and uh so most of the album is actually combined nonfiction. You know, where uh then there is some of it where we kinda ad lived a little bit but yet there's still a true meaning there you know, of of an experience that we might have just uh you know, just we, we might have just built on that little experience a little bit. You know, it's almost like watching a movie. They say this is based on a true story, but they'll kinda push something yeah. a little bit, but the the story and the meaning is still there, you know. But for the most part every song on that album is an experience that we've had. So we, we we've, you know, written them off from our hearts and, you know, the trials and tribulations that we've been through. So that was kinda why I, I chose that name. Um, I threw it at the guys one day and they liked it, you know. So uh, that's that's pretty much it, you know. And and I think the album speaks for itself. It's kind of like a concept album, but it's not like a Queen's rake, you know, heavy metal concept album with all the sound effects and all that. It's it's basically like if I were to, you know, I'm going to do this, too. I want to document it so people can understand it better. But if I were to go from the first song to the last and tell you, you'd see how the cycle of life goes with it. Once you know, like, what they all mean and how, you know, you're going through all the motions of life, you, you'll see the concept of it then. You know, it's something you got to see the, the, the words for, though, too, you know.
1: Absolutely. Well, Danny, thank you so much for spending time on your Monday with us. And, uh, you, you know, uh, one more, more than, like, people that do interviews with each other. Uh, Danny, you're a great friend. Please keep us up to date on everything.
7: Absolutely, and I thank you for always plugging me. I've been on your show up maybe three, four times now. You always take care of me, and I appreciate you know everything that you do for me and all the other guys out there that are just trying to bring you know our, our music to life into the world. If we had a few more guys like you, you know it, it would it would be definitely a, a much more worthwhile place, and we'd probably all be making a lot more money. <laughs> it only yeah. takes a couple people to push it. So thank you That's for it, all you too. do, and thank you for the, the opportunity you know, to be on here and hanging out with you, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, brother. Much love, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week, man.
7: Thank you. Much love to you also. Thanks, brother. Take care.
1: Talk to you later.
7: All right. Bye-bye.
1: Make sure that you guys go out there. You support Danny Danzy. You can find him at com. Great musician. Phenomenal guitar player. You hear how much passion and how much energy he puts into that album. So now... We're at the end of the show, and we're going to start doing things a little bit differently. Doing what we did tonight kind of solidified it in my brain about how we're going to proceed on the Rock and Roll Union podcast in the future. So we're going to save our featured song of the week, which we used to open with. We're going to end with those songs. So tonight, the song that we're ending our featured song of the week is from a band called Monte Carlo. Carlo. Damian Monte Carlo from Lady Diesel and Mach 22 notoriety is the headpiece behind Monte Carlo, man, the namesake. Kick-ass band. Really waiting to see where we can find them live. They're going to be doing some shows coming up soon. Can't wait to see where they are. And uh, really looking forward to that as well. So we're going to end the show here. With the Monte Carlo Featured Song of the Week, this is Super Double Fine. Have a great week, guys.